Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 266, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. We all want to be confident, right? But sometimes it's hard to know where to start. We all have moments where we lack confidence, whether it's in our work, personal lives, or relationships. There are times when we just don't feel 100%. Believe it or not, there are ways to increase your confidence and feel more positive about yourself. So, what are some ways that we can increase our confidence? How can we become more confident in our ability so that we can finally step into our potential? Number one, always know that everyone is as human as you. When we meet someone we look up to, 
we may think that they are much better than us. And this means that we can feel discouraged to try to be like them. We need to always remember that other people are no different from us. Maybe some of you listening may want to start a podcast or in the midst of doing so. And maybe you look up to me. I am no different than any of you listening. I get dressed every morning just like you. I go through a morning routine that may be similar to yours. I use the same technology as you to achieve my goals. I go to sleep when I'm tired just like you. I travel using the same modes of transportation as you. Just as the saying goes, I put my pants on just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. We are all the same in this regard. We all also have doubts about ourselves to some varying degree at different points in our lives or careers. But what we need to understand is that confidence is nothing but trust. When someone has confidence in us, they trust us. When we have confidence in ourselves, we trust ourselves. We need to learn to trust ourselves. And we start trusting ourselves when we have given ourselves enough reasons to do so. If we are indecisive, fickle-minded, and unfocused towards our own aspirations, our body and mind has no reason to trust us. Number two, monitor your achievements. Sometimes life can hit us pretty hard, to the point that it can ruin our self-confidence. Luckily, we can get self-doubt out of our system. So, the question is, how? By reminding ourselves of our achievements. It's very difficult to play mind games with ourselves about what we can't do when what we have done is laid out in front of us. We can track these achievements a few different ways by keeping a record either on our phone, in a notebook, or on a simple Word doc or Google doc. I prefer Google docs because I can access it anywhere from any device. The visual of our achievements has a big impact on our positive emotions. What's crucial is that we build a habit around updating it consistently. I take the opportunity every month to not only add to this achievement document, but take the opportunity to enjoy the accomplishments. Because what good is achieving things in life if we can't enjoy them? Take the moments to reflect and bathe in your accomplishments. Be proud of your accomplishments. Be proud of how hard you worked to achieve things. We need to be grateful for all that we've achieved. When gratitude is a strong directional, it boosts how we feel about ourselves. And when we become aware of the abundance we actually have in our lives, we give ourselves a confidence boost. 
monitoring our achievements also provides us with an indication of progress, which means we're providing the critical fuel to keep us moving forward. It also allows us to see how far we've come, which provides clarity on how we achieve the next phase of our journey. Number three, practice, practice, practice. There's a remarkable story that is very fitting here. Picasso was at a Paris market when an admirer approached and asked if he could do a quick sketch on a paper napkin for her. Picasso politely agreed, promptly created a drawing, and handed back the napkin, but not before asking for a million dollars. The lady was shocked. She stated, how can you ask for so much? It took you five minutes to draw this. No, Picasso replied. It took me 40 years to draw this in five minutes. 40 years of practice led to ease. When we deploy effort more often, we are moving faster. When we move faster, we are learning more per unit of time. This effort and speed of effort means we are also focusing on the key priorities in our lives, the core drivers of our success. And when this happens, we are squeezing out the opportunity for filler and bullshit to enter into our lives. The things that distract 95% of people. This means that we are continually increasing the odds of success, which means our confidence increases. So, if the speed of our action is critical, we need to continually ask ourselves a very important question. What needs to be removed from my life so I can speed up? Whatever that is, we need to remove it. On a daily basis, those interruptions might not seem so damaging, but when we think about it in the context of speed, they become very damaging. When we increase our learnings, we drive an increase in our confidence, which means that we decrease the chances of anxiety because this is normally accompanied by uncertainty. This speed of learning also means that we become more prepared because we've seen more looks of life. Number four, give yourself enough allowance for mistakes. At times, we can be our own worst critic. While we give allowances for mistakes to the people surrounding us, we most likely don't give the same allowances for our own mistakes. This harsh punishment that we institute on ourselves is what decreases the chances of us taking risk or trying new things which means that we deter ourselves from growing. We limit our confidence because we are so focused on punishment rather than reward. These self-limiting behaviors cause more damage to our confidence than any 
other external force. What we need to do is allow ourselves to truly experience failure. And when I say experience failure, I mean understanding that failure is not fatal. These moments of failure are learning opportunities to boost our confidence for two critical reasons. One, they allow us to shift our approach the second time around because we gain valuable insight that we lacked before. And two, they teach us that we can rebound from tough challenges, which increases the odds that we take more leaps moving forward. Because hell, if we fall into a hole, we know we have the tools and knowledge to not only climb out, but reach greater heights. Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure opens our eyes to gaps in our skills. This means that we have an opportunity to close that gap. The point of experiencing failure is not to set us back. It's to provide an indication as to where we can excel. Number five, don't get stuck in planning. Take action. Although planning is crucial, at some point, we need to execute those plans. The longer that our plans sit nestled in our heads, the greater chances that self-doubt will kick in before we even get a chance to start. Because we either talk ourselves out of starting or we allow others to talk us out of starting. So don't overthink it. Just take action. Remember, the more times we do something, the more confidence we gain. These are the critical reps that build the muscle of confidence as we discussed earlier. Oftentimes, we lack confidence because we feel we aren't prepared enough to do a thing well. We need to have faith in ourselves. Sure, we may not know everything, but we do or can know more than enough. We don't need to know every aspect about business to be successful in business. We don't need to know everything about investing to be a successful investor. We don't need to know every detail about podcasting to be a successful podcaster. We just need to know enough to get started. And once we start, then we start to become dangerous. This is where compounding knowledge happens. See, as humans, we love to collect and gather. Since the dawn of time, we have been hunters and gatherers. That gathering trait has stuck with many of us for thousands of years. We get stuck in the habit of simply gathering data, gathering knowledge, hoarding information. Now, of course, learning and increasing our knowledge is not a bad thing. It's when we think that there is some sort of arbitrary number of data points we need to gather before we take action that becomes dangerous. No matter how much information we gather prior to action, the results of action will always provide more data. Number six, believe in your dreams. 
many people struggle to find confidence in success because they're not sure that their dreams can become reality. And this thought pattern is easy to fall victim to. However, when we don't believe in our dreams, we betray ourselves. We allow outside doubt to talk us out of our dreams. Dreams live or die in our mind. Just as we have the power to birth them, we have the power to kill them. When we believe in our dreams, it opens a clear path to make them a reality. When we struggle to believe in our dreams, we start to see only reasons they will not work. Either way that we look at them, this is what they become or don't become. When we believe, the more possibilities we see, which means that the dream becomes more tangible because we understand how each action can make it a reality. An optimist who believes that their dream can come true is much more prone to achieve that dream. This is mainly because he or she is always on the lookout for opportunities to take steps towards fulfillment. The pessimist will not even try. And this means that they will never find out whether there would have been a path of possibilities available. This is the logic behind the saying of Henry Ford, whether you believe you can or believe you cannot, you are probably right. There might be a possibility, or there might not be. As a pessimist, we will never find out. So, we should continually ask ourselves, what dreams or goals have the highest potential impact? Every day, make sure that those dreams and goals stay priority, and make sure that you believe in them. Number seven, take risks and do it one step at a time. Sometimes our own dreams can scare us because they are surrounded by the unknown. We generally think of risk as a worst-case scenario event, but more often, the risks we face are actually far less severe. They're usually not a matter of life or death, but often a matter of facing uncertainty or vulnerability and the fears that sit embedded in this uncertainty and vulnerability can be strong enough to prevent us from taking a leap. So, how can we boost our confidence around taking risk? By starting to take risk. Now, I know, probably not the answer you were looking for, but this is what is known as exposure therapy. In order to overcome our fears, we can start exposing ourselves to the things we fear slowly and in small doses. By taking risk and facing our fears, we give ourselves the opportunity to see that oftentimes the worst case scenario that we imagine doesn't actually happen. Think about all the times that you worried that the worst case scenario would happen. Now, think about how often the worst case scenario thing actually happened. Chances are 
you have spent a lot more time worrying about the worst case scenarios than you've spent enduring the worst case scenarios. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into seven musts to becoming confident. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.